everybody. Welcome to episode 108 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Shia Dumont. I'm another host of this wonderful podcast, Mr. Paul Robinson. <clears throat> I'm very happy for you. I am happy for myself as well. Usually are. So um, we have some things to talk about. We do, new, ironically. News things, review things, as per usual. Mm. Um, we might have a guest on next week. I'm still confirming that. Um, so you're stuck with us again. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, oh, the things to talk about. Oh, boy. I'm currently coming off of a one-sided uh, Facebook tangent mm -hmm. with a... I guess casting. I don't know if it's a, a director, but somebody, mm -hmm. somebody. I mean, you don't have to be a casting director. To post You're making waves in the, the indie film world not, not via so Facebook. Much, not so much. I just, uh, I, mean, I, I take Facebook with a grain of salt. I don't use mm -hmm. it as often as I do Instagram. I kind of just like, I go on there. It's where I go for my political shit. Yeah. You know, I go on. I, Keyboard I go on warrior. It, uh, I go on a political tangent. Um, get it out of your system and then I, move on. It's my uh, the daily refresher on just mm. how stupid some people I know actually sure. are. And sure, then sure. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be friends with this person anymore. Ding! So that's what Facebook is for. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> a lot of people have been losing friends. and, and uh, Anyway, we won't get into all that. Anyhow. Uh, so, th so the post was um, just a typical. Nothing new, really. But just especially in this financial climate, it's just especially insulting when it's yet another cast call and it's a mm -hmm. cast call then they're asking for actors yep i think if you if it's a crew no one calls it a crew call do they i've never it's usually like oh they placed an ad for x y and z mm. maybe i never see crew calls because the only people that go on fucking facebook are looking for free work and we never expect our crew to work yeah. for free for some reason yeah. so maybe that's why i'm not familiar with the term crew call Hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> it is early in the morning and I am fucking wound up. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so it no exaggeration, I'd say 98% of the posts that I see on Facebook mm -hmm. in these these uh, groups that I follow, which are like casting groups, right. people looking for work, 98% mm -hmm. um, of them are always soliciting free work, free work opportunities for us just you know, useless actors that yeah. apparently don't need to eat or make money. Yeah. The irony in this post was, which most of them have, but the irony that they don't see is that at the end, they'll say uh, headshots, real website photos, email to this address for consideration. Mm -hmm. uh, FYI, all those fucking things cost money. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. Uh, a gaffer. I don't think anybody's ever asked a gaffer for their headshot. I don't think anybody gives a crap what a gaffer looks like when they show up on set. You just show up on set. Well, and you the do headshot what you thing do. is whatever, because you may need a specific look for the character. Absolutely, but that's my point, is that part of my job requires me to spend money in order to be considered by you. Mm -hmm. But yet, before you've even cast me, you're not even... You're not even worried about whether you're going to pay me. It's not in right. it's not in the books. But if you go looking for a gaffer, you, you're expecting to pay that person. But sh they have zero. There's no back end kind of like yeah. cost for what they do. Uh, for a sound person, sure, they have to buy their equipment. Um, but just as someone could say, well, you you pay for your headshots, but you know you you eventually make that money up. You'd think you'd have to get paid to do that first yeah. of all. I could say the same thing about a sound person. I could say, well, okay, so you spend $4,000 on your equipment, but surely you've made that back by now, so why yeah. don't you work for free? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, 
I mean, that's the thing with, with acting. You, you have your costs of headshots and websites and all that stuff, but um, most people, I think, see it as poultry compared to poultry? Paltry. <laughs> Here we go with the words again. You are on a roll this month. <laughs> um, <laughs> paltry in comparison to what, you know, a sound person would spend on their equipment or maybe if you're hiring a DP that has a camera or whatever. I figured, you know how much but, acting classes cost? Like... Well, that's what I'm saying. There's costs that people don't really consider like acting classes and, and, and just the time, right? Because if you're any other position that's getting paid, that time that you're on set is you're, you're making your money, you know? So not only do the, as, the, as an actor, do you have to have the initial investment into acting classes, headshots, mm -hmm. all that stuff. You are also losing the money that you're gaining that you would should be gaining on set, so it's kind of like a double whammy, mm -hmm. you know. But but because it's most people view it as just time, it's it's whatever, you know. Well, I mean, I could they say that for I could say that for a PA or anybody else on set. I mean, right. it's just your time. Yeah. What, what are you really doing? Which is why that's, they that's they're, they're next wise. in line to like you know get nothing. It's just insane to me. Well, like if you have a shit gaffer, that makes your production more annoying. And slower. And it could cost right. money, yeah. But it makes it annoying. It's like, oh, man, this gaffer wasn't really that great, or they weren't paying attention, or they were on their phone the whole time, or this and that. I don't have the option to do that as an actor. I can't just, like, mid-scenes just j jump on my phone and start texting people. <laughs> um, but you can do that in all these other positions. When you're not needed, you sit around and wait, same as actors, when you're not in the scene, yeah. you sit, or you're rehearsing your lines, or you're doing what you're doing. Um, but it, it just, I, I don't know. It, it, if I, as, a, as an actor, don't do my job, I've ruined your film. Yeah. But if a gaffer doesn't do their job, they make things annoying. But they're not going to wreck the visual aspect of this unless production. Unless they're extremely incompetent. I mean, unless they're like <laughs> flinging katana, you yeah. know, uh, katana swords at everybody on set and yeah. maybe decapitating people. That yeah, if they're having like a poo flinging kind of day, that's that might ruin a shot. But yeah. um, you know, it. I don't like to say this person's job is more important than another's. There's different calibers to a person's uh, um, talents, I guess, or, yeah. or, or needs on set. But if I, as a focus puller, don't pull focus, I've messed up your shot. Yeah. Right? This person, this is, th these are every, meaning that everyone needs to get paid. Yeah. This isn't like, oh, well, I should get paid more for this and that. And my point is that if I can wreck the film, if I don't do my job properly, then I should be getting paid. Then I'm yeah. essential to this production, <laughs> and that should be considered, uh, rewarded, rather, monetarily yeah yet it yet it isn't and so well we've always tried to be to make sure that we pay everybody yeah i do and and the irony in this is that i i've just finished um writing a feature script it's been a long what's it been like three weeks i've been writing this now yeah i know someone's like what well, that's long for me i don't like i don't focus very long on scripts people are like i know i've seen your movies <laughs> <laughs> but three we almost a month i'd say that from like conception it was initially a right, series, and right. so then I was like, all right, I'm just going to go for a feature because the series is going to cost way too much. The feature is going to cost way too much, but the series would be even more. And so now, just looking at the, 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 uh, just the vast amount of resources that we would need for this, the first thing I said was, Jesus, I'm going to have to find actors that are willing to take like, at least a slight pay cut because I can't afford to pay everybody um, like a full SAG rate mm -hmm. for this. And I so mean, we're going to have to find a whole crew that is You're willing. saying, hypocrite! Let me explain something to you. This sounds pompous. There's no way to say it without sounding pompous. But yeah. as you've heard as you've heard us say many, many times on the show, I can find 100 errors with, with what we've done 
shot with the with the way I played a character, the way yeah. it was written, whatever, yeah. right? Couldn't find error in everything. So this isn't coming from like we think we're perfect. But considering some of the things that are out there, mm-hmm. um, we we work very hard at at producing as high a quality production as we can. That's not coming from a from a, a sense of vanity. That's coming. That's just that's just hard work, and I'm not ashamed yeah. to say that. I don't think that it's it's that that it comes with conceit to say like, well, our shit looks generally tends to look really good. Yeah, that's a lot of work and a lot of time yeah, and a yeah. lot of money that's gone into that. So when you see someone that puts up a post and they go, oh, you know, it's exposure, exposure, and then you see the stuff that they've produced, like that's what I'm. That's yeah. the exposure that I'm waiting for. For that, that's not even in focus. Yeah. Are you kidding well, me? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. It's it's one like going back a little bit back to the, the the paid thing. It's one thing if you're not paying everybody. My biggest gripe is always with people that you know, and and I'm sure this is the case with with posts and stuff and most a lot of productions is, um, you know, paying twelve hundred dollars a day for a DP and nothing mm-hmm. for your actors. Well, I did put that in the post. I said yeah. I I noticed you you ironically don't have um, a crew call asking any of your crew members to work for free but you're you're asking your actors to work for free and yeah um, that's why i have more respect for someone that isn't paying anybody i mean yeah versus I mean, not, versus doing that not paying anybody we could easily make this if we didn't have to pay anybody yeah. you know? but my point is just that if i'm expecting my actors to take a pay cut if i'm saying look i can't do a buck 25 a day for this role but i could do like a buck mm-hmm. can you do this for a buck <clears throat> I expect that from everybody. Then whoever's pulling focus, I'm going to say the same thing. Like, look, I know your day rate's usually 250, 400, but can you take 150? Because yeah. <laughs> I can't do 250. And, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's not prioritizing one person's importance over another. Everybody, if, if the actors right. are taking a cut, everybody's right. taking a cut. If everybody's working at full price or if this person's working at full price and everybody else as well. Yeah. Anyway, that was my tangent. Just stop doing that shit. It's so ridiculous. And of course, you already had like there weren't many responses. It was two people that were like, "Yeah, let's do that," because you're perpetuating yeah. this bullshit. There's oh, you're always gonna find actors that are willing to do this for free. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna say that you pay what you get for because you, you get, get what you, you pay, pay for. for. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that you pay that you get what you pay for um, because there are some really good actors out there yeah. that will work for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends that are actors that I've been like, stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're so much better than this. Do- I know, but I really like this project. And that's, that's where I have, um, I have a huge advantage is that I write my character. Yeah. So if I want to play a character, I write that character and I get to have that moment where most actors don't get that. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I, I don't shame actors for taking that because Every actor, no matter how realistic you are, I'm usually 99.9% in reality. There's that really tiny percentage that's like, maybe the right person will see my work. Hmm. Maybe the right person will see my work. But there are actors whose like their mindset is more like 90% of their realistic mindset is in a world where they're like, someone's going to find me. Someone's yeah. going to find me. And so they continue just this, this, this cycle of just never getting paid because you always think the next gig is going to be the one. Yeah. And a lot of times and most of the times, it's not. When you consider how many people out there call themselves actors and how many people are successfully getting paid yeah. as actors, the percentages aren't really in your yeah. favor. I'd, you like know? To, I'd like to, someone should do like a study on 
<laughs> it would be like impossible, but it would be very eye-opening, I'm sure, to, of like all the posts that were like, this will be great exposure. Mm. And this could really go for like any, you know, industry, you know, visual see effects. See how far that, that exposure Yeah, got to see exactly what, follow up on that exposure. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm living in an unfinished basement. Because there's no accountability that for that, right? You can just say that, you know, there's no accountability for exposure. that's my point. That, yeah. The point that I was making before is that it's not like, oh, look how great we are. But it's like, if you're going to throw the exposure dollars at me, mm-hmm. you'd better be giving me some some fine ass quality production let me tell you i want that shit better look like it was filmed by god himself herself who knows i'm an atheist but anyway yeah itself but when 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 you get on set and you're like oh you're filming this on an iphone Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah but you you got this you got this production going on exposure Mm -hmm. no 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 uh most people that that have their shit together usually don't throw that term around and that's the best way to know how professional a production is going to be if they're really pushing exposure they probably don't know what they're doing what's the thing is is exposure yeah i mean we can go we could do a whole episode on just exposure but you know if you're if you are touting exposure that means that you're in a position of power essentially right uh influence you think yeah or you think that's the key word is that but think you are but if if you really do then you then you, I don't know, man, just pay your goddamn cash. Again, you know how like rich people don't walk around. Generally, rich people don't walk around and tell you how rich they are. They know how rich they are. They don't have to say it. Yeah. You can see their car and their house and the clothing that they're wearing. You're like, well, that shit's expensive. They don't need to say it to you, especially yeah. like really rich people. It's not something they need to say uh, unless they're mentally ill, <laughs> Donald Trump. So that <laughs> is a cycle that you'd kind of notice. Yeah. People that walk around and go, look what I have, look what I have. Those are people that think. That they're rich in every sense of yeah. the word. Yeah, they have come same. into money, mm-hmm. but you don't know how to manage money, and you definitely didn't come from money. You got money, and now there's that insecurity of having to show everybody yeah, that yeah. you have it. Um, and that's the same with people that use that that term. It's that you may have a little bit of power, but it's not power you know what to do with. And so you constantly have to. You're, it's not just for them. It's a, it's a self reassurance. You mm-hmm. have to constantly be like, I'm cool. I'm cool. I know yeah. what I'm doing. And if you have to do that, then you you probably don't. Yeah. So just be well, aware, look out for that yeah. as an actor. It's humility, you know. There's just people. It's it's a lost kind of concept in people, and you know, to to recognize your value is important. But then to kind of um, you know play it up for you know the sake of getting free talent or work. And again, this is not to issue. say that you can't ask friends and people that you know to work for free. I, that's, that's, that's not what I'm, I'm crapping on here. It's that you can't pay one and not right. another. Yeah. I, if somebody, you know, if anyone that's that I I'm know saying. in the business says to me, like, Sashi, I have a role I'd love for you to play it. I really can't pay you very much. Mm-hmm. Let me read it. I love that. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But to expect somebody to do that yeah. and sort of play sides is, is not okay. All right, look, anyway. <laughs> 15 minute tangent. Rant over. Rant over. Uh, next rant. All right, so there was this story in the news. Oh, boy. And uh, I had a couple uh, a couple actor friends I was talking to about this. Um, so so David Iyer, is that how you say his name? Iyer, right? Ayer, yeah, Iyer, something uh, like David that. David um, He's a mixed bag for me, right? Because I tend to think of him as the Suicide Squad guy. Yeah. Which is not a good thing to be remembered for i'm sorry i know that sounds mean but you either you don't want to it's 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 rough um however and so then so he has that and then he has these very like he's a very hyper masculine type of director Mm -hmm. there's a there's a lot of like you know genital slapping on everything in his 
in his direction. Yeah. I'm a man. You know, it's a lot of, you know, yeah. uh, it's manly stuff. It's just so much, so much testosterone in everything that he makes. It's yeah. very, he's a very testosterone-y kind of yeah. director. Um, and not saying that that can't be cool. I'm not saying that in a like men suck kind of way. I don't do that shit. But it's just like if you are not into testosterone, you probably won't like his stuff. Right. However, he also made Fury, which mm. I loved. Mm -hmm. Quite testosterone-y. Mm -hmm. But good. Yeah. Great performances. Cast. Beautiful. Cinematography. Yeah, Writing. Cinematography is freaking gorgeous. Lovely. Love that film. So he's a mixed bag for me because I'm like, how do you make Suicide Squad? Yeah. And then Fury. How do you, well, you know how. Well, the other way is like Fury book. came... First or movies whatever. are there um, directors are there just to steer the ship the ship's already been yeah, set so. I, I, yeah but d d look anyway so okay so you have so you, so th this is this is the director and so um, I was watching the trailer to his next film coming out called Tax Collector again yeah. hyper masculine yeah testosterone everywhere yeah. just man and um, again working with Shia and so the the um, the big hoop with him, this is his second time, I believe, working with him. The first time was in Fury. Everybody went on this, like, this just uh, ego-stroking bonanza yeah. about the fact that he knocked a tooth out. I'm like, tell me you knocked all your fucking teeth out. I might be like, hey, that's shit. I wouldn't do that, and that's stupid. But you knocked yeah. all your teeth out. I mean, okay. But, like, you knocked out a tooth. Like you just stick a chiclet in there until you get yeah. that fixed. I don't really see how that. And then, and but then also like we we went to the dentist and had it. And I thought, all right, so you had Novocaine. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's for somebody who's gone on some off the rail behavior. I don't really consider that so amazing. Yeah. If you tell me that, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, if you tell me that. Like Kristen Stewart knocked out her tooth, I'd be like, I didn't see that coming. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> that seems really weird for her personality, or uh, you know, just a, a pretty boy or a pretty girl kind of yeah. actor. But not that Shy is not attractive. He is, but it's just like, all right. I mean, you're a, you're a loose cannon. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't knocked your own teeth out for funsies. Just for funsies. <laughs> so there was that whole thing, and so this. So I, I first of all, I hadn't gone into the article yet. I saw the trailer and immediately thought WTF like what is happening right now yeah. so the tax, tax collector is about like a tax collector but not like taxes taxes but like a debt collector if yeah. you will in LA uh, for the gang folk mm -hmm. and so we're dealing with some very hardcore people here yep um, and it's safe to say that this is the Hispanic community and this is what he's based the whole film around and I'm like tell me that this is like a biopic of this one white guy who tans really well, who happened to live in LA and got this position. I can't, I haven't found anywhere that this is based on an actual person. Mm. So again, we've taken a white actor and he's obviously way more bronzy than I've ever seen him. <laughs> yeah. So tell me that someone's at the very least Mediterranean. He's got, he, Get me he, like took, a, he took the Ross <laughs> yeah, tan, got, spray tan. <clears throat> what, one Mississippi. Um, like, Get me a Mediterranean actor who came from like Santorini or mm -hmm. something who like just tans an Italian actor or something. Unless that's a a plot, a subplot of the film. That or he something. tans? No, that he <laughs> that he's pretending to be something he's not, sort of thing. Well Which is unlikely. No. <laughs> he's very much just supposed to be a white he's supposed to be a Jewish guy or something. Something I believe, if I if, if memory serves. Mm -hmm. Uh but it's just he's he's got a glow to him. Yeah. That I don't see as being necessary. They're not in Kuwait. 
Okay, <laughs> it's not like they're 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 doing this out in the deserts of Egypt yeah. that everybody would have this amazing tan. You're in LA. There's ways to avoid the sun. So there's no reason that he would have this glow to him unless it was aesthetically added to the character and yeah. intentional. Um, so there's there's my first issue. So now here we're going to go with like, hey, but the whole rest if you look at the 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 cast, the whole rest of the cast are people of color, if you will, mostly mm -hmm. Hispanics. You've got Lo George Lopez in there. And yeah. and so that's supposed to just Offset, kibosh. Yeah. We're just supposed to kibosh the fact that you 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 brownwash this character by giving it to a, a, a white actor, giving the lead to a white actor, because you put other Hispanic characters in there. Yeah. Which it's like, if everyone else, if 90% of your cast is going to be Hispanic, then why not just make it all? Yeah. How hard would that have been? Yeah. Well, because there aren't enough hispanic actors with that clout right that you're going to pull people in with and that goes into a whole cycle of why isn't that well hollywood and the opportunities yeah. that you're given not that <clears throat> those actors don't exist just that they're not given those opportunities and so you don't know as many right um so first things first shy is a great actor i think he's a nutbag yeah but he's a great actor so he has decided that he was going to get an entire chest piece. And I don't mean like in the middle of his chest between the nips, mm -hmm. but like from from collarbone to pelvis. Yeah. He's got this huge tattoo that apparently he had been wanting to get. Yeah. Uh it's strange because I don't remember Shia being Mexican and the whole tattoo is Mexican themed, including mm -hmm. like the Day of the Dead painting on the face mm -hmm. which is it's a clown but you know from a, it looks like it's very themed sombrero or whatever i yeah, forget yeah. what he but it, like you look at it and that's that style that like la style tattoo that's what you have like as a white dude yeah um and then here's where i'm gonna kind of challenge that you have your character's name written across your stomach yeah so unless you're psychic i don't see how you ever planned on getting that so this takes the tooth knocking, right? So he'd be like, oh, so <clears throat> knocking my tooth out wasn't enough for you? Well, how about I just, like, defile my entire torso yeah. with something that really doesn't seem to hold relevance to you? Like, what well, was it an homage to his parents or something? Like, is that, that, so that was what you had wanted before you got this part? That was yeah. the tattoo that you were mad? I highly doubt that. He has enough money to get that if he wanted to. I highly doubt that. So, I... So, well, okay, here, so here was the whole point. Jesus, she gets the point. I will. Was the amount of non-actors, and it's always non-actors. Mm. The same people that think directors run are actually manning the camera. Yeah. This is a large percentage of the audience outside of the business. Sometimes Don't know they the do. Difference. They, sometimes, in very rare cases, the majority of directors are not manning the camera. Yeah. <clears throat> or womaning the camera. Yeah. Well, woman, manning. Yeah, same thing. Um, these people look at an action of this caliber mm -hmm. and the first word that comes to mind is dedication. Yeah. As an actor, the first word that comes to mind, wackadoo. Yeah. Wackadoo. Wackadoo. And it's so frustrating that this type of behavior is perceived as being a dedication to one's craft. Um, you, you know, what's a real dedication to your craft is learning your lines, showing up on time. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I mean, that too, you know, that helps. I'll take that over a chest tattoo. That does help. Um, this can then this can this can fold back right into how are your methods really favorable to your act to to your performances? Right. If the only way that you felt you could get into character was to knock your tooth out, 
was to get a huge chest piece. Yeah. Are you really that in touch with your craft? Not to say that he doesn't get to point B, because he does. I, yeah. I've never watched a performance and been like, that was shit. He's a great actor. But your your performance and your skill should never, like, your, your mental health should not come at the expense of your ability to play a character. Yeah. Well, the mental health is an issue regardless, you know. It just manifests itself in this case with these kind of outlandish things that you do to well, get into in character. Well, because it's in front of the camera, and yeah. so it's... it's, it's my my whole comment when it when I had posted about it was that this is not dedication. This is glorified mental health, uh, the uh, decline of mental health being praised in a talented person. Yeah. Because he has that talent, so it's not like oh well he's just crazy and that's why he does well. No, he's a good actor. Yeah. That makes it even more dangerous. But because he will give you a good performance, we can justify this behavior and be like, well that's how he gets there. That's not that's not normal. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's not healthy and that's not necessary. Yeah. Walking around dressed as a character, talking in that accent, maybe living in the type of environment they would live in, got you cutting your hair the way they do, eating the kind of foods, getting to sure. Sure. Yeah. Hanging out with people that they knew, all of that. Got you. But when you start to physically change yourself, knock out teeth and all this stuff, mm -hmm. it's like so it's not like it's just weight loss, you know, like, which is So here's the popular, thing. But. Any role that he gets from here on out, whoever casts him is going to have to factor in the cost to cover that shit up every single day of the shoot. They've already done. I mean, he's done films. He's had tattoos. Yeah, I believe. So uh, they, Tom Hardy does this all the time. Mm -hmm. He's of the caliber to get away with it. Yeah. Actors, indie actors and stuff, you would never do that. An indie actor would never do some shit like that because you know that you've just destroyed your career because you have to be you have to have the clout to be cover worthy. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That costs a lot of money and it takes a lot of time to sit there and cover that shit up all the time. So if they can find somebody else who's just as good, who's not covered in tattoos, they're going to do it. Yeah. Unless they specifically wanted you. And the type of character that Shy is playing, I think David knew that he was going to get this unhinged David. Good well, old David. David Iyer or whatever. Yeah. That sounds weird to constantly. He knew that he was going to get this unhinged performance from him. Yeah. So he wanted him specifically. Mm -hmm. So that I think anybody that works with Shia kind of knows that going in. But so now you have to add chest tattoo to, to it as well. Yeah. Uh, does this actor potentially drink? Well, now we're screwed because he's going to be blasted on set 24-7 because he did that for Lawless. He was like literally drinking moonshine. He looked like shit yeah. on that set. His face was bloated. He was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, and again, yeah, you're playing moonshiners, but uh, do you really need to destroy your liver to get into character? Is that, you know, can you not find another way to do that? Is yeah. there a, a safer way to play it? How People? about just try to act? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I, I, and again, like I could see saying, I want to try moonshine. I've never tried moonshine, right? So if sure. I was on, if I was in a film, and they're like, "Listen, you're playing a moonshine," I'd be like, "Well, I gotta try this shit," you know? I mean, like, yeah. I have to know what I'm getting into. Yeah. Um, and I've smelled it before. That was enough for me to know I didn't want to taste it. Yeah. Basically, like just rubbing alcohol, just take that down. It's yeah. horrible smelling. So I can only imagine drinking that daily. And I think I feel like something has to be said for the directors as well that encourage that kind of bullshit because they don't care like if that person destroys himself yeah. they're gonna listen i'm gonna get a good performance it's gonna this movie will win awards and i, I find that really irresponsible the enabling like, part of it like yeah. if the only way that, that i can get a good performance out of an actor is to let them destroy themselves physically on set 
I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's a, there's a, I don't know. I wouldn't feel comfortable taking on an actor in a role that I knew was going to possibly partake in some destructive behavior to get there. I would feel whether it's whether you, you feel this way or not, but I would feel responsible in some way to. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, look, everyone's responsible for their own actions, but if I'm taking on an actor that I know is possible to kind of do something that can be viewed as self-destructive to get into that role, I, I, don't know, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Yeah. There was, if it happens without my knowledge, then there's nothing there I can do just, about it. But. There's so many things about this that I'm like, mm. that was obviously one of them, is just that this, um, this misconception that self-destruction is equates to dedication as an actor that is so not the case yeah so not the case the majority of great actors out there do not do that yep if he were otherwise like straight as an arrow and they're like for some reason this is how he gets into characters i'd be like all right i mean that doesn't seem constructive to me yeah but this is a person who's shown up to award shows with a bag on his head who's driven drunk who's been arrested for drunk driving he has issues i just hope he doesn't get a part as an amputee (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Well, you know, he'll probably like fury it and be like, "Take off the tip of my pinky finger." Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. That was a war. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we gotta hope that he doesn't play somebody who loses an eye or something. Yeah. Like, relax, guy. Okay, so that so that's that. Um, we did uh, promise that we would uh, Emma Jones, who had been on our show. Yep. Um, she is working on a uh, like a project on a site called Artery, like mm-hmm. your artery, um, but online I believe it's artery.is. Mm-hmm. And it's like a platform where you can do, it's like um, you can do music, comedy, yeah, yeah. like it, just anything that's artistic. And they're doing this like via Zoom and stuff like that, obviously because of social distancing. And so by the time this airs, the premiere event will have been over because it's the 11th that her premiere is going to be on. But that's the premiere event. So hopefully there will be more. Mm -hmm. So um, um, hers uh, was called After Hours Vibe. Mm -hmm. So just... After Hours Vibe. After after Hours Vibe. And so I I believe hers is music and comedy. Um, And um, you kind of like pay what you wish and then you join and Mm -hmm. um, you can be part of this and so uh, it's live streaming and and so you know check check her out on artery.is and um, you know she does yeah she does um, she's very creative and in 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 likes to live in that world so it should be good yeah and she's just (laughs) she's just starting this out so it's kind of all you know testing how it works we Mm -hmm. all know how that goes so we just want to give her a shout out there and uh you know hopefully guys you'll you'll check out her work she's a really awesome person yeah she finds everything funny and that cracks me up yeah and it's you know it's a solid name emma jones i mean she's like a a fucking superhero yeah (laughs) well i guess because i think of jessica jones but i still like emma jones yeah there's some some spandex and ass kicking to go on with that sure yeah that should be the next event we did nab new york with her it was fun yeah so Back when you could be around people. <laughs> back when, back yeah. when we could share air with her. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So uh, the first thing that we're going to be reviewing, two things. The first one is Run. Yep. We never talked about this. I realized, I don't know how many weeks, it was like a month ago that that show ended. And I was sitting here and I was like, oh my God, we'd never talked about it. Yeah. Because we wanted to wait until it was over. And not because it wasn't good. We loved it, but we just, mm-hmm. just totally forgot about it. So Run is... Um, I want to say, was it Cat Dennis? I think was. Yeah. 
but there were other directors. There was yeah, two yeah. others, something like that. But she did most of the episodes. Oh. Um, it was on HBO, starring uh, Merritt Weber. Who you love? I just freaking love her. She's literally one of my favorites. Yeah, I would love to work with that woman. Um, and then Domhnall. Yeah, it's Domhnall, Dom right? Dom, no, because it, it ends. D it's D O M H N A L L. Oh, Domhnall. Domhnall. Gleason. Gleason. Who's also Who? very good. He's just in like everything. He's like. He's in shit you didn't realize he's he was like, in. Yeah, but he's like one of those like I think uh, that guy that was in that thing, you know. But Kinda, like on yeah. a on a, he's been in like Star Wars <laughs> yeah. and like on some crazy level yet. Revenant. He's not. Yeah, but he's not somebody he was that the is main like guy in Re the, not the main guy, but the guy in Revenant that was leading them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. He's funny because he um he's very like low key, but has been in huge things and big parts. His face is chameleon like and yeah. it's weird because he has a very distinctive face and you would think no I would know that face but somehow he will look totally different I never pieced it together until recently that I was like that's the revenant yeah. he was in the revenant yeah yep uh, anyway so together oh uh, also um, Archie Punjabi yeah um, who's also in I know this much, much is true, who true. Really like and then Phoebe Walker Bridge uh, was yeah. involved in it, I believe. Yeah, I think she wrote some. I think she wrote some she of it. I'm not sure. Writing, yeah. uh, but so then she showed up, and then there was an actress, Tamara Podemsky, I believe. She played the officer the or cop. something. Yeah. She was funny. <laughs> she was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing her work, and she's just striking. I think she's like Native American and Israeli. Mm. Like, how do you go wrong with that? Yeah. In the looks department. Yeah. Gorgeous. So, but she just. There's such an art to playing like functionally dimwitted. Yeah. And she just perfect. Like yeah. if there was an example of like I need this character to be a dimwit, but a functioning dimwit. Yeah. It would have been her character. She's yep. so lovable, but then like does the, <laughs> makes the dumbest decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, so, okay. So Run was a, it's a story about a, a, a guy and a gal. Um, who I guess have this pact kind of thing, mm -hmm. I guess you'd call it, that when one texts the other person, run. If the other person responds with run, then they meet at this place at mm -hmm. a certain time. And so Merritt's character is married and she has children and she's in, you know, the slump, the marriage, yeah. the married with children slump. And this love of hers, this former love, texts her and everything just goes to pot yeah. in a hilarious way from, from then from there on out. Yep. Um, That's an accurate <laughs> statement. It goes to pot. So really strong actors. Yeah. And like, you're not, for me, like you're not good. You, you can't go wrong if you have married, even if your script is terrible. I know I'm getting something good out of her at the very least. And it yeah. wasn't terrible. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah. But she just has such a natural way of playing her characters. It's such a believable, sincere way that she plays her characters. And I know that a lot of her mannerisms as an actor are hers mm -hmm. in in real life sort of see those things yeah. that because you see them in in all her characters and you're like oh she does this thing well that's a thing that she obviously does yeah i just love her i just love her i have what else can yeah, I she's say? what she does play you know uh she toes that line between comedy and and drama mm -hmm. really well you know where it's you know you can have this dialogue that's really sad and then kind of end it on like a funny note and it doesn't seem out of place so mm -hmm. You know, that's a that's a, 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 a talent or skill that is, I, I assume, difficult. I'm not an actor, so. You're not? Yeah. I just tell people, do the thing. Um, but it's really hard to do, and um, it's 
Yeah, it's impressive. We, our first discovery of her, and I know we've mentioned this before, both her and Betty Gilpin was on Nurse Jackie, and mm-hmm. that show did that very thing. It towed the line between yeah. a very serious topic and drama, but then comedy mm-hmm. in the same sort of realm. Yeah. And so you had these really kind of heavy, this heavy subject, but the characters just had this comedic way of handling it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked this show. I'm yeah. assuming there's going to be, hopefully, be a second season. I mean, they left it on the cliffhanger. They did, which I was like, kind of, I don't know how I feel about the, the ending to yeah, it. Yeah, I was a little bit let down by the very end there. I thought, like, wait, that's, after all that? Yeah. <laughs> that seemed kind of simple, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then her husband, it's like. <sighs> that guy is, I feel like that, that. He's also in everything. Yeah, but he was, like, the actor who was always, like, the 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 harmless boyfriend who is always like unlucky rich so Somer, i think right yeah and now he's just playing like jerks to play against type yeah you know yeah i think he was in um i think he was in masters of sex oh is that right or Mad Men. he was in glow mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. he plays so in glow he plays the human rug in run he plays a human rug yeah uh, that seems to be something that they cast him well, for Well, I don't a know lot. if in Run he was necessarily a human rug. He was... Are you kidding me? She literally, like, abandoned her kids and left him. Yeah, but it's not... <laughs> but it's not like he was just like, that's okay, honey. He came back... Uh, spoilers! Uh-huh. <laughs> Shit. He's still there in the end. Yeah. I mean, I would have been like, oh, I'm sorry, what? You just abandoned us? Later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, he's... Yeah. Love. He was love. in Love. Yeah, he was in Masters of Sex. I mean, good for him for getting work. But it seems like... I want to see him, like, yeah. do something else. Like, I want to see another character out of him. Yeah. And I don't... And I'm not saying that... I I, I don't well, doubt the that it's he, there. It's just it's how yeah. he's cast. Yeah. And that's, that's the very thing safe. of, like, yeah. You, you get... I mean, look, you know, you can only... You can't... You can only take what's offered to Boy's you. Boy's gotta right? eat. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think he... I think he has... There's a lot of potential there. I do, too. I would really like to see him play... Um, not just like kind of a jerky character, but just like either go. Yeah, he's either the the doormat or the 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 guy that you think's a doormat, but he's really evil. Yeah, you know, and not like really really evil. Still insecure in his in his evil yeah, type yeah. of behavior, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to. And that's where the the potential comes, is because it's a very layered kind of thing that he does. Give that guy something good, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you might think this is some plea to get him on the show, but. We yeah, after we were to... like, hey, your characters are kind of boring, sir. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get on your show. Well, that's not um, his fault. That's no, it's how not. But I just, I, I, you know, when you see that in somebody, you're like, shit, I want to see them. I'm sure he would love to play like the, uh, the uh, a lead who's really extreme or, you yeah, know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You um, should check up with the director and write their own stuff. Well, I mean, look at like James Marsden. Mm-hmm. I always consider James Marsden to be a pretty safe kind yeah. of actor, right? But then somebody in Dead to Me. Mm-hmm. was like, I see James Marsden as this character, and they cast him, and he fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I saw sides of him I'd never seen before, uh-huh. and I thought, I said, never would have thought that he could do that. Not because he didn't, you know, have that right. ability, but he wasn't cast for that yeah. part. I mean, most actors do, you know, because if you get to that level, you, for the most part. You've been for a long but, time. You'd yeah. hope that, you know, you'd have to have that in you. It's just, it's what they give you. And so mm-hmm. if, if your character doesn't call for that, level of uh, of intensity then so here's a here's a pro tip um <laughs> just fyi a lot of those actors that you see 
are probably dying to play parts. So if you write a part like that and you want to get an a, 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 a big actor, they may be willing to take a pay cut to play a part that they've yeah. never played before. And when we say you, we mean people with connections, yeah, not, not people not like me. I can't write what I want for somebody else and just yeah. go like, hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to work. You know, you know, you just want to go five core, right? You want to just switch over to five core so you can work with us, yeah. and you don't have to deal. We don't have to deal with SAG. Or just take SAG ultra low. I'd still have to deal with SAG. Yeah, but I don't deal with SAG. I don't like them. Anyway, so, <laughs> so well, today's episode brought to you by SAG. Um, all right, so this this last one is a doozy, and I did not think in a million years that I was going to get you to sit down and watch this with me. Um, I had in an iran an ironic. Ironic. In an ironic moment, I was watching. Uh, oh no, I wasn't watching. I was going through like what was going to be on DVR or something like that. And you're like, "Oh, what's that?" And I said, "A show that you would never sit down and watch with me." Who knew? Yeah. That two days later, I started. So I just I gave up because I was like, "He's not going to watch it." And I started watching um, the first episode. I believe I was already mm-hmm. almost at the end of the first episode. You finished work. It's like I don't know. Seven o'clock or something like that. Mm-hmm. Seven thirty. You sat down and you got on your phone, and I was already into the show, so I don't think you had any intention of really jumping in. Uh, so we started watching Outcry mm-hmm. on HBO. Yeah, we did. It is. Um, it was Pat. I want to say Condelis. Condelis. Nailed it. Candelis. Candelis. One of those. Yeah. Uh, he was the the writer director mm-hmm. for this show, and. The only it's a it's a crime series sort of a documentary. Yeah, but a yeah, series. Yeah. Um, the only show that's that's really pulled you in. Nothing has pulled you in like Making a Murderer. That show was your that. That's a whole level. That show of just... popped your docu series cherry. Yeah. And so I know that I have to give you something at least close to that if I if it's gonna <laughs> if it's gonna hold your interest. And I wasn't sure. I would, I didn't even think of this. As, as being in that in that category, so I didn't even bother. As I started watching it, you sat down, and I don't know, something made you look up, it piqued your interest, you asked a question, and I was like, internally I went, <laughs> I think I got him. Because I got know him. that look on your face, and I'm like, I think he's interested and in this. And within an hour, I was but throwing my were, hands up. And... You were playing coy. You kept your phone in your hands, because you didn't want to commit yet. And then I started, telling you what had happened in the first episode and then you got sucked in and yeah within an hour i was taking little i was taking photos of you of your expression changing which is always fun to watch (laughs) um whenever you hear bullshit from a courtroom coming from a courtroom you cannot control your facial expressions just i don't i don't understand you watch these things and look we're not in the moment so it's hard to say what the what the what it was like in the moment. But, you know, when, for example, a a detective gets up there and says, oh, you know, we didn't look at this person as a suspect, even though X, Y, and Z, you know, which can clearly see that he should be a suspect. Whether he did it or not is whatever. But, you know, things like that or or, or just, you know, when they're trying to defend incompetence, really, Mm -hmm. you know, when it boils down to that. It's just something that grinds my gears. (laughs) I just don't, uh, yeah. And this show had a lot of it. It did. So the story follows Greg Kelly, who was a... Interesting side note. What? When I was younger and we used to skateboard all the time, there was a skateboarder in Patterson who we all looked up to, and his name was Greg Kelly. Fascinating. Yeah. Thank you. So it follows a high school footballer, Greg Kelly. And the way this is set up, right? You know, HBO does this on purpose because they want to pull you in uh, in the editing. It 
you know, it's it's it, this, this kid's in high school, successful, mm-hmm. well known, really good football player. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow yeah, sports a lot of balls, potential. but yeah. you know, I, according to you know what people are saying, he had a lot of potential. He was, I believe, supposed to go to school on a scholarship and mm-hmm. have like this amazing career, hopefully, and all this stuff. And he gets arrested on uh, child sex abuse yeah. charges. So he is living with uh, not his parents at the time. I believe his father was sick. His mother was also sick. So he goes to live with a family friend and they run a, day- a daycare out of their home. And so the um, the charges were that he had sexually abused two of the children that were in this house. Uh, later, one of the kids recants their statement, I believe. And so then it came down to the one kid. Uh, but the amount of suspicion on the other boy who lived in that house that was completely glazed over by authorities was yeah. astonishing. So when you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, this kid's probably guilty. Yeah. And, dude, <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to start with the incompetence that took place. Yeah, I don't know what, you know, and how people aren't up in arms about it. I mean, look, I don't want to get all political because we always shy but away from will. political <laughs> stuff on this podcast. <laughs> But it's like that the fact like, hey, look, you know, there's incompetence in every vocation. Right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, word of the day. And um, this took place in Texas, by the way. Yeah, Texas. So these are th- this big is football state, a big football state and a, a big state for like capital punishment and yeah. people like seeming to not really care if you're guilty. They want to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If they think you're guilty, you're going to get the death sentence. Yeah. But it's it's so clear it. it it's it's so clear to me that there was an error here, and it was clear to the Supreme Court as well. Yes. And a, a, a local judge and also the state Supreme Court that, you know, that this case was... Mishandled. Mishandled egregiously. And, um, look, we'll never know what really happened as mm-hmm. of right now, you know. Um, but, you know, all signs, all signs point to whatever. I don't know if we're giving stuff away, but... It's uh, kind of, yeah, it's spo- there's spoilers. Yeah. I mean, all signs point to the fact that it was probably this other kid. And I don't know, like the fact that people like us and the viewers and people that support him are the only ones upset at this uh, inept kind of um, uh, investigation is such a problem, you know, and the fact that, you know, if if I'm a cop and I see another cop not doing his job or doing his job poorly Mm -hmm. or her job or whatever, um, then that is that is going to be something that is extremely personal to me because this is a job that I believe in. I want to protect people. I want to uphold the law. And then when I see somebody who is who's been um, you know uh, kind of anointed with that responsibility, not taking it seriously and just kind of shitting all over it, that would be as a cop. I I I feel I should be more offended than a citizen, or I would be more offended that's, than a citizen. You know that, what I mean? You can open a whole can of worms with that. I but mean, that, but, but that goes to, in but, an that, ideal but that also goes to like setting, chief of yes. police and, and then the local governments but when they're I, not I, holding the, the accountability of, of that. Because so it, for a lot of these places, it's not about that. And, and for a lot of these uh, police stations, if you will, I don't know. Um, so this was something that, that we were discussing while we were watching the show. And I said, the problem with when these things occur I mean, a lot of the times you're like, they're stupefying. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it's it, as a as a as as a uh, as a uh, an amateur sleuth, if you will, yeah. when you watch these shows, because that's what you know. Right away, everybody's like trying to connect the dots. Um, these things become obvious as as an audience that you think, yeah. how did you not know this as a trained detective? 
How did well, you not pick up on this? But a lot of times, and this has happened countless times, it's not about, for, for some detectives, I won't say most or many, but I will say for some detectives, and some is enough, this is the whole bad yeah. apple in a bunch, some is enough, even if 5% of detectives have this mindset, it's very problematic, that it isn't really about finding who did, uh, who did the crime, but getting the credit for solving it, Yeah. right? Because in case you don't know, as a, uh, as a police station, if you will, in whatever district you're in, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's like a, like competitive spelling bees, right? Where you're accredited. Yeah. So when it comes to state funding, in the years up, they're gonna look at how many crimes you've solved. Yeah. All right, well, you've, you still have 27 open rape cases. You've got 49 open murder cases. Uh, you're not doing enough. Yeah. So we're not gonna give you the money that I you're I would think that for. would be a cause for more money. Well, no, because why? They're not doing the work. Because they're probably, I mean, look, most police not departments that are understaffed. Not that all places don't. Not that, not that all police, uh, not that all detectives don't. Do. I mean, look at the solves, the crimes that do get solved because detectives were, didn't give up. Yeah. But this is a, it's a career that, this, it's ironic because the script that I wrote is about investigators and detectives. Yeah. And in writing it, I was very careful not to give them very close relationships to family in terms of spouses because how can you really be dedicated to your family look at how how our brains turn just watching a series right we're sitting here the wheels are turning my brain is ready to explode because i'm like how did they not see this how did they not see this now imagine if you're actually the detective yeah. that is responsible for that case you're thinking about it 24 7. Yeah. you can't just be like oh wait family vacation i'm not gonna wonder about who murdered this person in broad well, I mean, daylight some people probably do so well yeah these people do and that's the problem yeah. to be my point is that to be an effective investigator or detective you'd have to live and breathe your cases mm -hmm. and so if you have a case that's not really pointing in any which way the for this particular person the um temptation to just solve the case yeah. outweighs what's right yeah and i think it was very telling one of the the one of the lines that popped out to me in the in the in the docu-series was they asked this detective i say that in quotes <laughs> detective what is what is Senor Magoo over yeah, there? What is um, define a successful investigation or whatever? Oh God! And he says um, a successful prosecution. Mm -hmm. You know, and to me that's telling Instead because of su successful investigations. Yeah, um, and that's telling because it, it, at no point in there was there anything about truth or the right person or any of that sort of stuff. Now you could right. argue, of course, that well, a successful prosecution would entail all those things, but mm. to me, finding the truth is would be more important than. A successful prosecution because the truth may not allow for that and you know there's a million there's it's a very gray it's, there's a lot of gray area and i think people you know it's like i had mentioned I, there's a comment i made during the show it's like the Mem west memphis three all over again not to yeah. the severity obviously with this poor kid but right um but here was the main thing that immediately became problematic for me was that the two suspects looked almost identical mm -hmm. and you're probably thinking like how is that possible it is. They did, yeah. They were not related. They were of two different races, yeah. but looked practically identical, mm -hmm. living in the same house. And then here we go into the process of questioning children and how that works. Yeah. Um, there That's is the... a way to do that effectively. There have been many studies on how to do this effectively, mm -hmm. and they did not do any of that. They did yeah. not follow the protocol for that at all. 
not to say that children can't tell you the truth and that when they make a claim that it isn't truthful, but children have very fantastical minds and they're very they're very persuadable. Yeah, and you have, so you have to it, easily it, easily persuade. There has to be a level of of uh, uh, care that has to be taken with children. All children should be believed or taken seriously. Right. You know, when if a, if a kid makes an accusation, well, depending on the topic, you, you know, Ooh, yeah. with a serious. But on topic, something like this, but, yeah. But that's my point, right? Is that kids think of what a kid says. Think of the things that kids say that you're like, yeah, okay, sure. The way their minds, at yeah. how a four-year-old, yeah, they're all over the well, place. What's the techniques so you like that you, you had mentioned? You know, when you go to a kid and and who's who says, oh, you know, I something happened to me, and you're like, all right, well, was it this person or this person? Right. You know, Only so you're, you're, you're not giving open-ended questions. There's exactly. all these techniques that these that 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 are used to kind of I don't know uh, lead kids to give the answer that you want. Absolutely. Kids and can be manipulated, and so you know, just you know, the, the cops will will do. Or in this case, I feel did that to get the answer they wanted because they just wanted to solve the they're case. They're very easily persuaded, and you can manipulate children very easily. That's why they're great targets for that. But um, there was just so much done incorrectly, and so many things that got looked over. I think that got intentionally looked over because they just wanted to solve the case, yeah. and maybe there was something personal because he was a football hotshot. I don't know. The, the, these towns are very small. Everybody knows everybody. And mm-hmm. at, when it's those, those football towns, everybody knows everyone else's business. Yeah. Did somebody have some kind of vendetta against him that was on the police department? Did they and not like this There's always a kid? conflict of interest. Was and... one of their kids on the football team and didn't get an opportunity? And they yeah. thought, you know what I mean? It's just there's so many like weird factors that you can... Either way, you know, the, the, the biggest problem is that it becomes a competition within departments for who solves the most cases. And one of the, the, the best examples of that is serial killer uh, Henry Lee Lucas, who I know you're not familiar with, but Henry Lee Lucas um, uh, confessed to over 600 murders. Let's think about that realistically. Yeah. Do you know how prolific yeah. you would have to be as a serial killer to successfully murder 600 people without being detective? Mind you, he had the IQ of a carpet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like an office grade. It wasn't even a fluffy kind. It was yeah. like that really cheap office carpet. That was, this is what we were dealing with IQ wise. However, however, he was smart enough to know he was getting special treatment. So he wasn't stupid. Yeah. But on an, ex, on an intellectual standpoint, this is not a person who's getting away. He may not be smart, away. but I'm not stupid. Exactly. He may not have been smart. But he wasn't stupid. He saw the opportunity that he was getting. He was being treated like a fucking rock star mm-hmm. because he was confessing to all of these cases that they could not solve or didn't want to have to solve. And yeah. they were like, oh, he'll just take the fall. And so they let him. He walked around like without handcuffs when they yeah. would take him from one place to another because where the hell is he going? Yeah. What are his options? Yeah. He doesn't confess. He's going to go live in a fish tank. He doesn't have anything else to go to. Like this guy has nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right. So he gets three square meals, cigarettes, milkshakes, whatever the hell he wants. He gets to be he got treated as if he was a colleague because they weren't they weren't dumb. They were like, oh, just give this guy whatever he wants, because now we're going to get all the credit for having solved all these murders. That is not an isolated case. That happens way more than you want to believe. And that, I believe, is what happened here. Yeah, I believe there's it's that's a high clout case, if anything, Mm -hmm. to be able to be the department that solves the case of somebody who molested children, that's gold. Yeah. You know, burglaries, who cares about that shit? Yeah. That's a big case. You want that. 
and you want the gold star and they wanted the gold star and they didn't care if they took this kid down. Was it 10 years almost? Seven years? Yeah. So he was 26 when he was... What we were really, really just flabbergasted by... We spent three years in prison. ...was the fact that he was out on bail and then had to wait... on Bond, rather. He was out on bond. And then you're just like two years of weekly check-ins online to see if your life is destroyed. Oh, let me see. Have they convicted me for this crime officially? Nope, not this week. I guess I'll wait till next... The perpetual state of anxiety that I would be living in... How do you do that? I give that kid credit just for being able to go through his life, get engaged, just have hope through all that time. This wasn't like, we'll know in a month. It just kept going and going and going. And it was years, literally years. You can't commit to anything. Before he could find out if they were going to throw this case out. Yeah. You should watch the show if we haven't ruined it for you I mean, that's the thing, you know, is, is, you know, this was being, this docuseries was being filmed in real time in accordance to the... Um, case, mm-hmm. not from the beginning, no. but you know, uh, at some point after afterwards, but they started following this kid and stuff, and you know that to me right there shows a level of um, and that that investigator. Yeah, the detective guy, he was horrible. Piece oh of shit. God. I don't know. He still has a job, but um, but just the fact that and his his original lawyer, <laughs> that uh, asshole. <laughs> she was a horrific person. But just <sighs> when you start seeing like, all right, they're going to do a documentary on this kid. You know, the fact that you're willing to take that on, you know people are going to dig into your past, find every little thing Mm -hmm. you did, and the fact that he was willing to do that, you know, it doesn't doesn't automatically say you're innocent, but it it says a lot. But the way they justified things, like, oh, well, we found that uh, he watched porn. Well, clearly he's a child molester. You know how many children would be molested if every guy that watched porn automatically became a pedophile? Like, that doesn't... What is... I've heard of this porn. It's like a a platform of nudity, if you will. Mm. Uh, people take artistic freedoms with their So you can just vulvas. go online and look at naked people. Yeah. If you're hmm. into anatomy and how... Uh, okay. Yeah. If you want to study anatomy. How anatomy works when the... smashed together. Sure. Okay. You got porn. Bazinga. Bazinga. So, yeah. Just look. If we haven't ruined this show for you already, be prepared if you're still, still Yeah. If you're into that, again. like making a murderer oh, stuff, yeah. this is... It was, I, it, I didn't think it was going to be as, as uh, I was going to be as invested as I was in it. It was quite good. Quite yeah. good. All right. So next week, we'll see if we have a guest. We don't know what's going on yet. Um, a huge shout out to MoGraph.com. Yep. We're on the MoGraph network. Woo! We're on the MoGraph network. Uh, so obviously, big up and shout out to, to, to our peeps there. Uh, shout outs to Steady Geek and Reality Bomb Comic Cast, Not Up For Debate. Mm-hmm. Um Perry, I don't know. He yeah. hasn't really. He didn't respond to the last week, so I, I yeah. think we're gonna have to sell your spot to Emma Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, and he, he knows Emma too, so yeah. y'all can duke it out. Um, I, I, I'm not seeing the dedication. We'll give you one here. more shot, Perry. I don't know. He's had a lot of shots. Yeah. I haven't heard anything. <laughs> I haven't heard anything come from him. Uh, so yeah. So uh, you know, tune in. Obviously, if you have. A uh, film or a trailer or anything. We got into another film fest. We forgot to mention that. We got into another film fest. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, two technically, right? You get the two. Well, and we've then... gotten into like seven so far. I think. Yeah. Um, but there was another one recently this week. So hopefully that will keep going. We need more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Reach out we to us. We also got rejected from one. We did get rejected from one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can't have one without so, the other. Right. So, in 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 <laughs> film fel- f- the film fest will giveth and the film fest will take it away. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, reach out to us. Let us know what you think about stuff. Okay. Bye.